Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm thrilled you're listening today. We're going to have a wonderful show this morning. We're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. It's hard to believe that the year has come and gone so quickly, but we're already back to that point in the year, and this is always one of my favorite holidays of the year. We spent some time surveying Fort Lewis College students about Thanksgiving this week, just wondering what they thought about Thanksgiving and what they're most excited about. In fact, the four questions that we asked are, what are you most excited about this Thanksgiving? What are you thankful for? Who are you thankful to? And how will you show your thankfulness this Thanksgiving? If you took the survey, thank you so much for your time and input. Here are some of the results. When asked, what are you most excited about this Thanksgiving? Students answered, celebrating family and God seeing family, parents and siblings, time off, skiing, snowboarding, music, time with friends, a break from school and a chance to do nothing, a vacation to Mexico, hiking, good food, and stuffing. When asked what are you thankful for, students answered God's great love, life, mom and dad, friends and family, freedom, a good time, good food, a good home, education, health, life transformation, That particular student said he is in the middle of a major transition from selfishness to selflessness. thought that was a phenomenal way to put it. A good environment, growing up, opportunities, many different blessings, respectful people, time with loved ones, how fortunate we are, being at a dream school and living the dream here in Durango were all things that students are thankful for. When asked who are you thankful to, students had a variety of different answers again. They answered God. Jesus, parents, ancestors, teachers, and professors, friends, family, mom and dad, people who have influenced them, student senators, those cooking good food, and, interestingly, Tim Tebow. I'm also very thankful for Tim Tebow and how the Broncos seem to be turning around what looked like it was going to be a terrible season. Anyway, finally, when asked how will you show thankfulness this Thanksgiving, students responded by loving others, being respectful, thanking family, giving back anything I can, donating time, helping at home, spending time with friends and loved ones, being positive, showing appreciation, giving art to people, making others happy, giving out hugs, preparing and eating good food, spending break with grandparents, being a good son, sending a card or letter to parents and relatives, sharing Christ's love with others, and praying. All interesting answers to those fundamental questions. It was really fun getting to know some of the new students this week, just asking different people around campus what they thought about Thanksgiving and what they're excited about, and just hearing a little bit about what they're looking forward to this holiday season. It also seems everyone is getting excited about Thanksgiving and excited for a break from school. I am too. I cannot wait for the break, and I cannot wait for Thanksgiving. So that's what some of the students have been saying. Here are a few other famous quotes to go along with that. William A. Ward said, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have you used one to say thank you? Good perspective. G.K. Chesterton, a favorite that's quoted often on this show, said, When we were children, we were grateful to those who filled our stockings at Christmas time. Why are we not grateful to God for filling our stockings with legs? Obviously referencing the phenomenal gift of not just life, but health that so many of us take for granted. G.K. Chesterton also said, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. Great perspective. 
Frank A. Clark said, if a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. And there's an Estonian proverb that echoes that sentiment, saying, who does not thank for little will not thank for much. If we don't have a thankful heart for what we already have, there's no way in the world we're going to be thankful when we have more. Henry Ward Beecher continues saying, the unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but let the thankful heart sweep through the day, and as the magnet finds iron, so it will find in every hour some heavenly blessings. That is so true. I think when we have a thankful perspective or a thankful outlook on life, we are prone to find blessings throughout the day and to find wonderful things to be thankful for. Whereas when we don't have that thankful perspective, everything seems to be misery. Thankfulness is such a gift, and being thankful allows us to see the blessings that we truly have in life. We've all heard the famous quote, gratitude is the best attitude, and that really is the case. When we have that attitude in life, it is so much better. That's great perspective as we approach Thanksgiving, as we maintain a thankful approach and a thankful heart this season. Thanksgiving is a wonderful time, and in recent years, there's been some controversy, even a historical bad rap kind of tied into the holiday. So I thought it might be good to look at the history a bit and kind of get a perspective on some of the history leading up to this year's Thanksgiving holiday. It all started back with the Mayflower that left Plymouth, England in September of 1620 and arrived at Cape Cod in November of that same year. About 100 of the 102 passengers that set out arrived safely. Interestingly, my wife Erin and her family claimed to descend from one of the passengers on the Mayflower, and I thought that was really a phenomenal thing until I learned that Around 10% of Americans today can trace their ancestry back to the Mayflower. So it is interesting, but definitely not uncommon. So if you're listening today, there's a good chance that you might have relatives that trace back to that very ship. Only half of the pilgrims that arrived of those 100 survived that first winter. That spring, the pilgrims met Squanto, a Patuxet tribal member, who taught them how to survive and help them achieve peace with the Wampanoag tribe of the area. The Mayflower Pilgrims made peace with the Wampanoag tribe's chief, Massasoit. William Bradford and the Pilgrims invited the Wampanoag tribe to celebrate an autumn harvest together in 1621, and that is regarded as the first Thanksgiving celebration in this country. That first Thanksgiving dinner consisted of some wild fowl that the Pilgrims had hunted, probably where the tradition of turkey came from, and five deer provided by the Wampanoag tribe. There weren't pies or other sweets, though, because the pilgrims had used all their sugar by that time in the year. Historians recognize earlier Thanksgiving celebrations, even though that first 1621 celebration is credited as the first. Some of those earlier possible celebrations would be the Spanish explorer Pedro Menendez de Avila, who held a Thanksgiving celebration in thankfulness to God in what is now Florida in 1565, the British explorer Martin Frobisher held a Thanksgiving celebration in thankfulness to God in what is now Canada in 1578. This is the celebration that Canadians recognize as the first Thanksgiving and that which they base their tradition on in Canada. Other British explorers held a Thanksgiving celebration in thankfulness to God in what is now Virginia on December 4th, 1619. But again, the Thanksgiving that kind of started it all, or the one that our tradition is based on in this country, in the United States, is that first celebration in 1621 between the Pilgrims and the Wampanoag tribe. 
The next Thanksgiving celebration was proclaimed again by Governor Bradford about two years later in 1623 after several days of fasting and prayer during a time of drought, and these Thanksgiving celebrations began to be celebrated on a more frequent basis after that time. The peace treaty that had been formed between the Wampanoag tribe and the pilgrims was respected for about 50 years, and this is one of the only times of peace between the Native Americans and the European colonists, and it's a time that unfortunately ended about 50 years later after Chief Massasoit's death. And what happened was a lot of the pilgrims began encroaching on Native American lands, and as the Native Americans fought back, the pilgrims in turn fought back, destroying many of the tribe's population. Some of the Wampanoag survived and continue to this day, but just to put it all in perspective, there are about 4,500 Wampanoag descendants alive today, and there are probably around 20-plus million Mayflower descendants today. It gives perspective on the tragedy that occurred in those years. And as we think about that atrocity, the atrocities perpetrated against Native Americans in this country are a tragedy that won't soon be forgotten. Those tragedies have marred the Thanksgiving holiday for many, and I recognize those frustrations and acknowledge that they are valid. What happened to those Native Americans was absolutely disastrous and absolutely terrible. As someone coming from a European descent, I am extremely sorry about how those settlers treated the natives in this country when they arrived. And it was not Christian in any sense of the word. In fact, Christ tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And even though many of those colonists claim to be Christians, their disobedience to this fundamental command to love shows otherwise. They were not loving the way Christ has called all of his followers to love. And what they did was absolutely terrible and the opposite of what any true Christ follower would do. And as a Christian and as somebody, again, coming from a European descent, I am so sorry for the tragedies perpetrated against the Native Americans by those Europeans. Living in an area with tremendous Native American tradition and being at a college that has such a diverse Native American community, I want to reiterate how terrible those atrocities were and again say how sorry I and many other Christians are for all that happened in the past. It is not at all what Christ desired, and I hope we can better show you Christ's love in the future. And that's what I think that first Thanksgiving in 1621 was all about. It was a celebration of peace and harmony between the Native Americans and those European colonists. And it's unfortunate that it took such a disastrous turn. But as we remember Thanksgiving, I want to remember the peace that that first celebration remembered and recognized and look forward to a future with more of that same peace in this country. So Thanksgiving was held in different areas and at different times for more than 160 years after that second Thanksgiving in 1623 until 1789 when President George Washington gave the first National Thanksgiving Proclamation encouraging Americans to be thankful for victory in the Revolutionary War and the U.S. Constitution, which had recently been ratified at that point. And Thanksgiving continued to be celebrated at different times after that for the next 74 years until 1863. In 1863, President Lincoln established the National Thanksgiving holiday on the final Thursday of each November. He did this in the middle of the Civil War in an attempt to unite the North and South in a common celebration of thankfulness and to remember God's goodness. I want to go ahead and read that proclamation by President Abraham Lincoln. In 1863, he said, 
The year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful years and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict, while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the field of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuffle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines as well of iron and coal as of the precious metals have yielded even more abundantly than theretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield in the country. Rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gift of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed fit to me and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all of those who have become widows orphans mourners or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace harmony tranquility and union in testimony whereof i have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the united states to be affixed Abraham Lincoln. What a wonderful statement of thankfulness to God. It's a great reminder of what this holiday is all about. Some 76 years later, under President Roosevelt, the last Thursday of November fell on a November 30th. This was towards the end of the Great Depression, and realizing that Christmas sales of different retail items would be hindered by the late date of Thanksgiving because nobody wanted to sell Christmas items until after Thanksgiving, President Roosevelt decided to move Thanksgiving back a week, actually incurring the antagonism of many people who began to term Thanksgiving Franksgiving that year. But he did it to kind of help save the U.S. economy that was already faltering. Sounds a little bit like this year's Black Friday sales beginning on Thanksgiving. It's kind of a bummer to make it all about the economy. But interestingly, about two years later, in 1941, the United States Congress changed the official date for Thanksgiving to the currently observed fourth Thursday of each November, kind of to keep it in line with that earlier date set by President Roosevelt. Thanksgiving over the years has been a symbol of peace between the Native Americans and European settlers, freedom from British oppression, unity in the midst of the Civil War, and provision during the Great Depression. And it's with those amazing realities that we remember 
our thankfulness today for all that God has provided. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution on KDUR 91.9 and 93.9 FM here in Durango and KDUR.org online. We're talking about Thanksgiving, and as we get ready for another Thanksgiving holiday, happy Thanksgiving. Scripture tells us to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. To give thanks to the Lord and to call on his name, to make known among the nations what he has done. To give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness, to give thanks to him and praise his name. To give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. To give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds. And thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, referring to salvation that we all have in Christ through grace, simply because we put our trust in him. It's such a gift and something to be thankful for. The psalmist declares in the Psalms, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. You are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Scripture warns that not giving thanks results in becoming futile, foolish, and darkened, and reminds us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, to which indeed we were called in one body, to be thankful. Scripture tells us to let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Thanksgiving should be a lifestyle. It should not just be an event. And even though we celebrate it at this time every year, the lifestyle of Thanksgiving is one that I want to remember on a daily basis. It is also wonderful that we take this one day out of every year to focus on being thankful. Psalm 6930 tells us to magnify God with thanksgiving. My wife Erin, who has a tremendous mind and an ability to understand scripture better than anyone I've ever met, caught something very interesting in this passage. She said it's impossible to magnify God because God is already great. He is the standard by which everything is measured. He cannot become greater. He is the standard. He is perfection. He cannot get any bigger. So when we're told to magnify God with thanksgiving, what we're doing is magnifying God in the midst of our problems, in the midst of our life, by thanking him. As we have a thankful perspective about all God has done for us and all that he's given us, it magnifies him so that we can see his provision, so that we can see his salvation in the midst of our trouble. This world is messed up. We have so many different problems in relationships in this country, and if you're listening today, most likely you can think of many different problems in the relationships that you have and with the people that you love. There are stresses piling up on stresses in life. If you listened to the show last week, you heard some of the statistics about stress and depression and all these other different things. The economy continues to sour, and it doesn't seem that it's getting any better. There's bad news daily about the economy. There are political conflicts and wars, and even as Jesus prophesied, there are rumors of war spreading every single day. All this has created an uncertainty about the future, which leaves us desperately needy. And as we think about those situations, it can be easy to get so overwhelmed that we forget how big God is and how able he is to intervene in our lives and to pull us out of those situations. When we have this heart of thankfulness to God, we magnify God in those situations and give him his rightful place of power in our lives 
to be able to do wonderful things. So I would encourage you today, no matter how bad your situation is, magnify God with thanksgiving. Begin to cultivate a thankful heart about all that God has done in your life, about all of his provision, even if you don't yet know God, to come to a place of cultivating thankfulness and allowing God to reach into your life and to show you himself in a huge way. As we wrap up this show, I want to ask you to do the same thing that I asked these students to earlier this week, and that would be to answer these four questions about Thanksgiving. Number one, what are you most excited about this Thanksgiving? There are so many different things to be excited about this Thanksgiving, and I think it's wonderful to take some time and really be thankful about each of those things, which is the next question. What are you thankful for? Maybe even pull out a notepad right now and start writing down some different things that you're thankful for and remembering all that you've been given. As I think about the economic hardships that our country is going through, I can't help but remember the many different countries I've visited and lived in. I've lived in seven or eight countries on four different continents, and I've traveled to many, many more. And I've never seen a country with the affluence that we have here. We have so much. And as bad as the economic situation is around us, We still have it so good, and we have so much to be thankful for. So what are you thankful for? The third question, who are you thankful to? As you celebrate Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving holiday, I would ask you to remember who it is that you're thankful to. That might be people in your life. That might be friends and family. But I would encourage you to be thankful also to God. Finally, how will you show your thankfulness this Thanksgiving? Some of the students said, I will donate time. I would encourage you to do something active to show your thankfulness. I don't know if that's volunteering at a soup kitchen or giving some money to somebody that needs it or doing something that would help somebody, but whatever it is, I would encourage you to think about practical ways to show your thankfulness this Thanksgiving. Enjoy Thanksgiving this week. Don't just get caught up in the football and the turkey and the pie, but remember the thankfulness aspect of Thanksgiving. As I sit here today, I don't want to conclude the show without remembering what I'm thankful for. I am so thankful for the relationship that I have with God, realizing that as the Apostle Paul said, I am the worst of all sinners, yet I have a Savior that accepts me in spite of all my sin. I could not be more thankful for the salvation that I have in Christ based on his perfect work, not on mine. I'm also extremely thankful just for the reality of having life and living life and being blessed every day with breath in my lungs and life to live. I'm so thankful for my family, the most beautiful woman in the world that I'm married to, Erin. I love her so much. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful wife. I'm so thankful for Eliana and Kara, my two precious daughters, the most beautiful daughters alive. For my mom, my dad, my stepmom, Chin. For Dave and Alex, my brothers, my grandparents. Joni and Don, my aunt and uncle, cousins, relatives. I've been blessed with a tremendous family, and I am so thankful for them. I'm thankful for my friends. I have some of the greatest friends in this world, friends like Austin Crocus that have been with me for many, many years, and friends like all the different students that I am privileged to work with every single day on this campus. You guys make my life so enjoyable. I'm thankful for good health. I'm thankful for having a purpose and for getting to do what I love. There's a purpose that I live with, and life is such an amazing trip when it's lived with that kind of purpose. I'm thankful that my needs are met and for all that God gives me. Eight years ago, my wife and I walked away from very good jobs, trusting God to meet our needs. We have a team of friends 
that give generously to this ministry, and they allow us to be in full-time ministry doing what we love. I could not be more thankful for the support team that we have. I'm also thankful for the environment that we live in. I worked in the environmental field before coming into this ministry, and I am so thankful for the environment that we have. And specifically, here in Durango, we see that more than most people get to see it. I'm thankful for fun. I love snowboarding and fishing and hunting and hiking and camping and all the great things that we get to do around here, and I'm so thankful for it. I'm thankful that the Cardinals won the World Series this year. I'm a lifelong Cardinal fan, and it was a lot of fun seeing the Cardinals win the World Series. Improbable, but phenomenal. I'm thankful for this radio station. KDUR has taken a huge risk in letting me do a show like this. It's definitely not a normal type of show on a station like this, and they took a huge risk. And I could not be more thankful to Bryant and Sarah that have made this such a blast. I have had so much fun this past year doing this show. Thank you so much, Bryant and Sarah, and all the staff at KDUR. Finally, I want to close with what I started with, and that is the gospel. Being thankful for what God's done in my life, I'd be crazy not to share that with you before the end of the show. The Bible tells us that God loves each one of us dearly, more than anything, that he thinks about us constantly. In fact, the Bible says that his thoughts for you outnumber the sand of the seas. He is passionate about you. The Bible tells us that, unfortunately, each one of us is sinful, and we don't measure up to who God is. Our sin has separated us eternally from God. It has kept us from him. Jesus came as God in human flesh. He lived a perfect life that I could never live, and he died for me and for you, taking all of our sins on him, nailing them, the Bible says, to the cross. And the Bible puts it very simply. It says that once he did that, each one of us are left with a gift, a free gift, the Bible says, a free gift of peace with God, that if I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord and accept all that he did for me on the cross, paying for my sins, I will be saved not because of anything good that I've done, but simply because of his love for me and his generosity and desiring to have relationship with me. I would encourage you today, wherever you're at, to come to him if you haven't before, to say, Jesus, I accept your free gift of salvation, your forgiveness for my sins. Come into my life and make me the kind of person you want me to be. And the Bible says at that very moment, he will come into your life and you'll be guaranteed an eternity with him in heaven definitely something to be thankful for and i pray that you'll take that step this morning if you haven't and if you have taken that step and you've drifted away i would encourage you that even if you've taken 10 steps away he's only one step back come to him this morning recognizing that he loves you as much as he ever has and nothing you've done has caused him to reject you he loves you intimately come back to him I hope you've enjoyed the show today and this discussion about Thanksgiving. I hope you're gearing up for a wonderful Thanksgiving. I wanted to make you aware of a few different things coming up that will be happening in our community on Thanksgiving Day. There's going to be a turkey trot, including a five-mile run and a one-mile run, on the course that kind of goes around Fort Lewis and Hillcrest. I hope you'll be able to make that. Registration starts at 8.30 a.m. at the clock tower on campus that morning. There's also going to be a community Thanksgiving dinner put on by various different churches and other groups here in town. That'll be at the fairgrounds between noon and 2, Thursday, November 24th. This is the 25th anniversary of that event, and it was started 25 years ago by Father Darmer. So I hope you'll get a chance to make that. 
if you're a college student, you probably know this, but there's not going to be any Connect this week here on campus. But I definitely hope to see you here next week on campus. And as far as this morning, I would encourage you to visit New Hope. They're a community of believers that are growing together. It's a wonderful group. They're going to accept you no matter who you are, no matter where you've been. They're going to accept you as you are and share with you the love that you have in Christ. I would encourage you to visit them this morning at 10 a.m. at the Storyteller Durango 9 Theater by the Mall. Again, that's the Storyteller Durango 9 Theater. You can get all of our previous shows at eternityimpact.blogspot.com. Again, that's eternityimpact.blogspot.com. And please let us know what you think. I really appreciate your comments and questions. Tune in next week to hear about the top 20 reasons not to believe in God. It'll be an interesting show. I hope you tune in. And finally, have a happy Thanksgiving. Remember, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. And that's my hope, that you'll find him this week and that this will become the greatest Thanksgiving of your life. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening.